We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Banks it in for This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. Coming to you live Wednesday, April 19th, possibly in the middle of a tornado. Hey yo. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. Got my guy JD with me tonight. Fella. I love the singular one. My favorite. (laughs) We are brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. Bit of a later show if you're joining the live stream tonight, as uh, if you live in Oklahoma, you know it's been pretty gnarly outside today. Yeah, every every 10 minutes there was a new storm capable of producing a tornado headed in your general direction. So, yeah, I got some pretty sweet video, though. This old boy is just spinning <laughs> like a top right outside my house. It was pretty yeah. gnarly. So uh, a little bit of a late show tonight. Obviously, Taylor was supposed to be on tonight. Um Storms are keeping him from joining us. So just me and JD tonight hanging out. Been watching uh, severe weather coverage, watching NBA playoffs. Living the dream. And tonight we are here to talk about uh, continuing kind of our, I guess, our evaluation of the Thunders season. We thought tonight would be a digestion. There you go. The the eulogy of the oh. thunder. No, they're not, they're not dead. <laughs> Tonight we figured we would talk about some of our favorite moments from the thunder season. Silva, this I know you had mentioned this. Uh, I think whenever we were live at Chalk. Um, one of my favorite thunder seasons in a really really long time. Mm-hmm. I think I had. Uh, in the chaos, listed it as one of the only seasons I've enjoyed in a long time, <laughs> but it's one is one of the most enjoyable seasons I've had in a long time. And there are starting with I don't know how I don't know how wide you want to cast this net, but starting with the draft coverage that we all got to do, uh, followed by summer league, then the season itself, the ups the downs with Chet going out, but the team still totally exceeding our expectations. So much fun to be found in every quadrant of this season yeah totally agree draft night draft lottery was oh, incredible the lottery draft. was a, so cool dude draft night was awesome you know culminating with us being out in summer league getting to see the team out there record in the blue wire studio the only down part of the season really was the chet injury and boy that was so down so yeah, down pretty and, devastating and it was uh yep but training camp, preseason, all that was a blast. Start of the season, fun. We got to the holiday portion of the season, fun. Right after Christmas, they start whooping ass, fun. Yeah. 
there was that brief second where they were like 11 and 18 and you weren't really sure what was going to happen, but yeah. Um, just a, a really fun season all the way around. Had a blast. Uh, if you are in the live stream tonight, please drop some comments on your favorite moments of the thunder season. We will read them and, uh, reminisce on them live here on the show. Uh, but Silva, let's get this thing started and fired up. We're going to start with you. All right. Just name me one of your favorite moments from this Thunder season. Just this flashbulb thing that is going to uh, to live in your head over this summer from this last season. Yeah, I think it was maybe the first time. So it was the it was the first game I had uh, taken my girlfriend to this season, and one of the only ones she had been to. Period. I was re- I'm really trying to get her to be a Thunder fan. I was really excited. One of my best friends is a Celtics fan. And we got tickets to this to the Celtics Thunder game. Um, leading up to it, we were like, "Here's, you, you can be really excited about SGA. It's going to be awesome. Celtics are probably going to beat them, but it's still going to be close. It'll be really fun." And then we find out that SGA is out, and I'm just thinking doom and gloom. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to see? I forget exactly when in the calendar this game took place. Do you remember that home Boston game? Was it like? It was pretty early. It was. It was before Christmas. Yeah, I think it was between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'll so look it up while you talk. I hadn't really, we hadn't seen what J Dub was yet. We had not seen. I, I do believe Isaiah Joe was there. I can look up this game too. January third. Okay, nice. Um, we weren't totally sure what the role players, quote unquote, role players of this team, the non SGA guys, were capable of. Um, and it turns out they were capable of just whooping ass uh, against teams <laughs> that came in and didn't didn't expect to to get that like they were that was a blowout and it was one of the most fun environments i've been in the crowd was insane the the half court shot taken by a fan uh was made and it was just like it was a weird energy in the arena that was fantastic and every time the thunder hit a three i would look back at my celtics friend who was a few rows above us and i would just give him a little smirk and nod and he was in hell uh, so it was it was a just a fantastic time and really changed my outlook on what this team was capable of as far as the players outside of Jay. Let me read off the stat line from that night for you real quick. Josh Giddy, 25, 5, and 5. Lou Dort, 23, 5, and 3. J Dub, 21, 3, and 6. Um, Trey Mann, 21, 6, and 3. Isaiah Joe, 21, 4, and 4. Aaron Wiggins, 17, 6, and 3. Kenrich Williams at center, 10, 5, and 3. Uh, Jay Will, 8, 7, and 3. Darius Baisley, 4, 1, 1. How many guys in double figures did you just list? <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 guys in double figures. Um, one, two, three, four, five of them with 20 plus six of them with 17 plus. Yeah. Uh, very surreal to witness all of that. Just literally felt like every shot was going to go in that was thrown up. And it, uh, so many dunks from Isaiah Joe and Jada just fantastic. Oh yeah. Isaiah Joe had that lefty one. He that did. was disgusting. Yeah. Great time. Very, sure. very fun game. Um, okay, so we'll bounce over to me now. Uh, I guess we'll just ping back and forth until we're uh, we're out of moments. Sure. I think the one for me that I'm gonna I'm gonna kick us off with OKC versus Portland, the first of four matchups in Oklahoma City. It's this back and forth game. Uh, it's really fun. Jeremy Grant is guarding Shea Gojas Alexander for like a big chunk of the game. Uh, there is no Yosef Nurkic. He was mm-hmm. out that night. They started the other big goofy white guy in his place. Um, why can I not think of his name? Drew oh, Eubanks. Yeah, Drew wow, Eubanks. Deep cut. Back and forth game. Um, I was at this game with both of my parents. Uh, we got to sit in the lower bowl, which was very cool. Um, I don't get to sit down close very often. Uh, so I sat in the lower bowl, and we're in the final possession. Um, Thunder have the ball inbounding uh, with down one with a chance to win the game. 
Uh, and Shea comes to the ball, catches the pass from Giddy. A J-Dub cut kind of clears out the lane. Shea goes baseline. Uh, Justice Winslow just doesn't have a chance in hell at guarding him. Rises up on the baseline. Sticks the little like 15-foot baseline jumper as the buzzer sounds. And Paycom Center goes absolutely berserk. Um, Shea had had multiple moments like that before this game mm-hmm. um, in a game against Milwaukee, which we'll probably talk about in a game against Washington, which we'll probably talk about the Hemi Carter game. Yes. But that one was just like, it was awesome. It was at it was. home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Milwaukee one was at home, but it ended in a win. It was at home. It was just, it was badass. It was mm-hmm. badass, And really just the, like the epitome of the season up to that point. They would go on to play the rock or the Rockets, the Blazers again, uh, two nights later, uh, and have a reverse where instead of having a game winning bucket, they had a game winning lockdown defense. But to be in person for that game and to see it, um, just this continual rise by Shea Gilgis Alexander into absolute superstardom. I don't know, Silva, if they're announcing all NBA this week. Or if that's next week. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they've announced Clutch the year. Player of the Year and Coach of the Year. Um, hopefully, All-NBA will come up this week or next week. Did uh, you see who I, came in second in Coach of the Year? Oh, yeah. Our our boy. Our boy, Marky. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> um, I think Shea's going to be first team. Um, I feel pretty strongly he'll be first team. And just to be able to be in the arena and witness... Uh, kind of these moments that were the ascension for him mm-hmm. um, was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh, I cannot wait, Silva, for like August, September, we're, when we're in the doldrums of the NBA calendar year and people start dropping their uh, their top 100 players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Last year, Shea was like in the 30 range, I believe. Yeah. I feel pretty confident he's going to be in the top 10 to 12 going into next year. You're totally right. The Ringer just released a new a version of that today or two days ago, and he was 10th. Nice. Like this moment right now, before we know what happens in the offseason, before we know the outcome of the playoffs, who goes above Shea? Uh, let's see. Uh, the three have, bigs. Yep. Giannis, Jokic, and Bede. That's mm-hmm. three. Then Steph. Okay. Uh, Jason Tatum. Yes. Luca. Okay. Kevin Durant. Okay. Um, and then like health comes into play, so it's like healthy Kawhi. Okay. Taking over him. Um, I do, so here's the here's the one. It's Devin Booker. What do you think about that? Who I think kind of depends what happens in the playoffs this year. Yeah. That this, this you, is where I begin put, to think. Can you put Booker over him? Can you put Dame over him? I it's tough. It's it's it, at least a conversation. This like do people put Donovan Mitchell over him? Mm. See, so there's like yeah, we're at yeah. eight right now. There's like if you add three more, yeah. we're at like eleven, twelve. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be top twelve, dude. I mean he had the best season. Out of any of those guys, I think yeah. this season. I agree. Is Shea going to end higher on MVP than Donovan Mitchell? Yes, I think so. Interesting. I think SGA's defense is a one attribute you can point at as something that can be better than those other guys. He's awesome, dude. He really stepped up this year on that end. He is awesome. Yeah. And his his size and his physical tools really allow him mm-hmm. to be one. Um Okay, we, we're getting a lot of them in the we chat. Are. You guys keep those ones coming. Uh, back to Silva. Yeah, let's go to probably an obvious one um, that I think... Yeah, Garrett in our chat mentioned uh, we ruined LeBron James becoming the all-time leading scorer in the NBA, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This was their second nationally televised game, if I remember correctly. The first mm-hmm. one being Miami with the million free throws. Um, this one... I mean, ESPN really wove the story, as they should, of LeBron, here's LeBron passing Kareem. This is an honor. 
LeBron and Kareem shaking hands. This is unbelievable. Is he going to do the sky hook to tie him or to pass him? What's it going to be? Really nothing said about the Thunder that much, except for the guys on the call just saying, what a good young team. They just play hard all the time. And the Thunder did not back down in the moment whatsoever. They played well the entire game. Um, I, I remember them having a lead most of that game and just having it firmly under control. Um, and then at some point later in the game, just pulling away and LeBron sat down. Um, this this yep. young team on national TV with a ravenous crowd that was all there for one thing. They didn't care. They weren't bothered. They did. They took care of business as the youngest team in the NBA. And that was phenomenal to watch. And I feel like it was the first time a lot of America may have seen that Thunder team. And it, it opened a lot of eyes. I haven't looked at, and I don't even know where to find this at. I wonder if more people watched that game than watched the, either of the playing games. That is entirely possible. Because of just the record-breaking aspect. Yeah. Um, I just pulled that one up. A few things if people don't remember. Uh, Mike Muscala was awesome in that game. Had 16 points on 17 minutes. Um, Shea, 30 points, 8 assists. Um Two that people maybe don't remember two awesome performances in that game. Josh Giddy, 25 and 6. Actually, three performances I want to highlight here. Josh Giddy, 25 and 6. Uh, J Dub had 25.7 rebounds, two assists, uh, and was just freaking awesome. And Jay Will, starting at center that night against Anthony Davis, had 14, 7, and 7, which is a really impressive line. That is really good. I remember the the national broadcast that night just kind of gushing over J-Dub and his ability and what he was doing and his efficiency and how he, just the poise of, of being a rookie and how the moment didn't seem too big for him. He actually started that game guarding mm -hmm. LeBron James. Um, it's a big stage for that. Yeah, just a huge coming out moment for J-Dub on national TV. Um, a J-Dub's a massive, massive Kobe Bryant fan. And to do it in L.A. against the Lakers, uh, really cool. Yeah, uh, I will not. That is not one to forget. Uh, it just goes to show that they're not scared of the moment. They play their style of game no matter what the stakes are, no matter what the environment is, what the pressure is. They play their brand of basketball, Mark Dagnall's brand of basketball. And uh, you got to awesome. remember, this came on the heels of an ass whooping to the Golden State Warriors. They that was one of Second the second out of games. a back to back, if I remember correctly. I think you're right. And that was one of the that Golden State game was one of the few this season where they looked a little rattled coming mm -hmm. out. Like they looked like they had watched Golden State play back like in the playoffs for the last 10 years and were just kind of shocked to be playing against them. And to come out like that on the second out of a back to back was just incredible. Yeah. Um really fun game. Uh, I remember we just wanted them to keep it competitive and for them to win that game. In uh, in Los Angeles on national TV was just really really cool. Shea has a habit of kind of torturing the Lakers in their home building. I think is is our I've seen our intro so many times. Our intro still has SJ hitting that game winner. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Speaking mm -hmm. of Shea, uh, I got a my next one. I've already mentioned it, uh, but the game winner in Washington. Mm -hmm. was just freaking dope like got the inbound sized his man up kind of drove in a little bit stepped back hit a sidestep pull up three and let me tell you something shay is 24 years old yeah i am 32 years old <laughs> if i hit a game winning three in pickup hoops at the gym i'm talking I'm letting people hear about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. He hits this shot as a 24 year old. There's like two seconds left in the game. Washington calls the timeout. And Shea's walking back to the bench, no smile, just yelling, one more stop. One more stop. God. And just the, the level of just being unfazed and locked in. And I mean, he's a badass, dude. That shot was so 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 cool mm -hmm. um the fact that he did that i think a couple nights before they had lost a game a really hard fought game in boston and then came back to do that just awesome performance by shea 
And um, that shot, that's one of those shots that's going to live with me for a long time. The team really follows his demeanor also. He is like the perfect leader to all these to all these guys that are yeah. 20, 21 years old. That's great. Great. Absolutely we are uh, great. grateful to have him in Oklahoma City for sure. Um, I wonder if uh, Rock, uh, Raptors fans are going to go off again this summer about how he needs to come home <laughs> as they actively blow up their team because they suck. Little do they know, we're getting Pascal Siakam. Uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> I actually don't want to add anyone to this Thunder roster. Hey, um, did you see that? I'm talking about adding players. Mm-hmm. Two days in a row, the official Tankathon spin. OKC. OKC jumps to number one two days in a row. I don't know what I will do if when Madama is on this team. I really cannot grasp what that would be. It would be like me. I, I, I want you, I tweeted about this. I want you to think about, you remember lottery night last year. We have video of us from lottery night last year. Yeah. Most iconically. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> as Taylor's going nuts. And me yelling, say the effing Kings, because yeah. I needed the Kings pick to come up to know the Thunder jumped. Yeah. Think about that. But it being the twelfth pick, jumping. I've I've allowed myself to daydream, Silva. Yeah. On my drive to work, I played out in my head. Uh, the assistant deputy commissioner, whatever his name is, says pick number fourteen, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh huh. Pick number thirteen. I don't even know who thirteen is supposed to be. Do you know uh, who it is? No, I don't. I'm pulling a pick song right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, number thirteen, the Toronto Raptors. The next one should be the Thunder. And he says, picking 12, the Orlando Magic. And that means we know the Thunder jumped. And just the overwhelming excitement I would feel. And then do you remember you, Taylor, and I, whenever it came back from commercial break to break down the top four? And -hmm. they said, Sacramento. And we were like, ah! And then number three, Houston. Oh. And we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> Number two, Oklahoma City. And yep. there was like this collective like, oh, like disappointment. And then like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's number two. Imagine yeah. that. But it's number one. Yeah. And you know what the prize is. Last year, we didn't know what the prize was. It was st- yeah. it was in the air, right? At number one, you know what the price. Can you imagine what lottery night would be like? I, I truly cannot. I cannot grasp uh, that concept whatsoever. I cannot imagine Victor being on this roster. I just, I don't the, know. The post-lottery live stream would be the most ignorant thing we have ever done in our lives. Yeah, like shirts off, no socks. <laughs> just, no. Oh. And then could you imagine... The first summer league game, the ah. hype out in Vegas as Chet and Wemby walk out on that court together. I was gonna say, like, Chet may not play in summer league as of now. Uh, Wemby, yeah. If Wemby's, there, I know what he said in exit interviews. I'm still doubling down. He's you playing in summer him. league. That would be insane. That would be Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla starting for the Thunder roster in summer league. Because you know they would both start. You know they would both start immediately. So, um, no, I, I don't. I don't know what I would do. Um, I know it's unlikely. I will ask: Is if they jump up, is is it top four they jump up to, or they jump up to one if they're jumping up? Top four. Okay. So okay. if if you hear them called at twelve, that means they um, they're just sticking at twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they are called at 13 or 14, that means whoever was 13 or 14 has jumped. And if they are not called at 12, um, they are in the top four. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So at the moment... See, last year was crazy because they had, what, fifth best odds? Yeah. And so that's like a lot of teams behind you, six through 14 behind you, could possibly jump. So we had the possibility of sliding all the way down to like eight or nine. And so really from like nine lucky. on for us last year, it was like, please don't say the thunder. Please yeah. don't say the thunder. Yeah. Please don't say the thunder. Yeah. And, but for, um, 
for this year. It's it's very straightforward. Like you'll know early, very early on, you will know. Like we weren't, we didn't even give a shit last year about fourteen through nine. They're just like whatever, yeah. whatever. This year they're gonna say fourteen. They're gonna say thirteen. They're gonna say twelve. When they say twelve, our night might be over. Yeah. And if they don't say the thunder at twelve, then our pants are off. Our pants are coming off. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I don't know. Like I have purposely, because of how well this season has gone, I have not invested myself into educating on myself on this draft nearly as much as I did last season. Because it's like, okay, we already have SGA, we have Josh, we have Jada, we have Chet, we have all these other players that have been excellent for the Thunder. So I haven't invested myself in that in that knowledge base nearly as much this year. So if that had happened, I just don't know. I just don't know. All right, I think we're back to you for uh, for moments. We are. Um, what should I go to? I want to make sure we bring in our uh, fan submissions as well. We had a lot on Twitter, I know. We have a lot on Twitter. Um, Speaking of Twitter, I wasn't supposed to be on the show tonight, so I submitted mm-hmm. uh, three photos. You did. One was the Shea jumper against Washington, which I already uh-huh. mentioned. One... Just a moment that's always going to live in my head. Um, Rudy Gobert trying to trip Kenrich Williams. Uh, I believe that was in Minnesota. Is that right? I believe it was. Kenrich turning around uh, and about swinging on Rudy as he was on the ground. Uh, Rudy got ejected from that game. Kind of just wish Kenrich would have faded his ass. As much as I hate Rudy Gobert. Yep. Speaking of, what is Rudy doing right now? I was about to ask. Uh, getting smoked by 17. Uh-oh. With 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. The downfall of our enemies? 39-22. to 22, uh, Rudy Gobert has uh, three points, three rebounds, and is a minus 12. That's my max player. That's the guy I traded four firsts, uh, a rookie and multiple good role players for. A writer... From so you know uh, we're off track, but it's, it's the off season. A writer for USA Today, their Washington branch, reported today that now that Tommy Shepard is out as GM, Tim Connolly, uh, who is from the Washington area, he listed as a potential. Oh, interesting. Yeah, wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that just be ridiculous? Just an inside job, demo- just dismantling from the wolves, dismantling the wolves from within, and then moving to Washington. That'd be incredible. It would. You could you could go out to Washington and trade some guys and start a massive rebuild too. Good, you'd have uh, full control, but um, their ownership wouldn't let them do that. Um, so so, Kenrich almost swinging on Rudy mm-hmm. um, was one of my moments. Uh, my third moment was, and I need to pull this game up so I can accurately. Um... And I did not remember this. I don't think oh, I, it was I a great know, one. I don't know what I was doing. I did not remember this performance you're about to outline. Um, so in a loss up in Cleveland, um, it was a very well-thought game. Um, looking at the box score here, Cleveland beat Oklahoma City pretty good in the first half. The Thunder really cl- crawled back in the second, won the third quarter 26-23, to 23, the fourth quarter 30-28, to 28, ended up losing 102-110. to 110. Uh, I think Cleveland made a little push with about three or four minutes left in the game. Um, Shea with 23. Josh had 17, 13, and 6 that night. Um, J-Dub played off the bench, if you'd believe it. Um, Because one of the starters, number 17, Alexei Pokashevsky, (laughs) played 34 minutes, 16 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists for Poku that night. Um, I'm trying to pull up the... God dang it. I'm trying to pull up the the full box score of that one um, so I can tell you. Here it is. We had had a ton of Poku nectar at that point in the season. Enough to go around. Our reserves are low at this point. Poku was 6 of 14 from the field, 3 of 3 from 3. Had three blocks that night as well. Uh, every starter was a minus. Shea was a minus 17. JRE was a minus 13. Um, Giddy a minus 6. Dorda minus 10. 
Poku a plus five. Difference Six, maker. 16, 14, five assists, three blocks on, what is that, like 45% from the field, 100% from three, 50% from the free throw line, just one of two. Yeah. Um, but I remember he just made play after play after play, and it was freaking awesome. Hey, we can't forget about Poku. He was turning it around, dude. He was he, was. he really figured it out. I watched some highlights of him the other day. The the offensive connector thing like was legit. Like I, we forget mm-hmm. defensively he was holding up. Do you remember that that Milwaukee game in OKC? Parts of it. Double overtime game, but down the stretch, they had Poku playing center against Brooke yeah. Lopez yes. and just playing post defense uh-huh. against him. I'm still not convinced that Poku and Chet don't start in the front court next summer or next season. It's not totally crazy. They love, I think the organization loves Poku. Summer's going to be interesting if they extend it. Okay. And I love I, Poku. I digress. Um, speaking of Poku, I, I can go through some of our, uh, as our show goes on, I can go through some of our uh, Twitter submissions. Uh, Let's we do got that. a lot of them. Uh, from uh, I'll start at the top here from Cheshire Cat at Black Dolphin 5 on Twitter. Uh, they say the Boston home game, which we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. and Isaiah Joe coming off the bench to beat the Mavericks. Oh, how did we not mention that one? That was like one of Isaiah Joe's biggest... His first game in the that rotation. Like his... Right. Uh, I remember vividly, Justin had the post game uh, and tweeted, they're putting in Isaiah Joe because I don't know why. <laughs> and then like 15 minutes later, he uh, old takes exposed himself. He did. Uh, I did not watch that game live. I didn't either. I was out doing something, but I that thought it was might over. have might have been my anniversary. Mm. I can't remember when that game was, but I remember my wife and I uh, were hanging out and we were playing video games together. Uh, and after she went to bed, I fired the game up. I had ignored spoilers, and I watched it, and just my jaw hit the damn floor. Uh, he showed us right away what he was capable of. Right away. I think it's going to be a long-term piece for this team. I agree. Um, next one from our good friend Sean uh, at CubsFan2033. He says he has so many he wanted to point out, but let me start with my favorite one. When Pokey was on the bench, that was my favorite oh, moment. Oh, my goodness. And then he added Taylor. <laughs> uh, Sounds Blaine, on brand. I know. Blaine Buchanan says the SGA game winner in Washington, which made him Hemi Carter. Hemi Carter. That was one of his first IG posts I remember, like being yeah. circulated around. Same. Uh, Tony Lopez says the emergence of Isaiah Joe. Uh, big reason why the Thunder exceeded expectations this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Joe coming out of nowhere. Um, Alex um, at AJoy791 says Mark beginning to show more than just being a developmental coach. Joe being a better baller than any of us thought as just a little offseason pickup. J-Dub being this damn good and SGA becoming him in all caps. I love it. Um, Let's see. I never in a million years thought this was the season J-Dub was going to have. No, he is literally like if you, he is the perfect basketball player for me to root for. Like He's, he's awesome. Little, he's just a cool guy. He's got cool hair. He memes everything. Memes everything. Um, really fun to watch. Smart player. Like created in a lab to be awesome to root for. Yep. Great. And like we saw him at Summer League, we were like, wait a minute, this guy's awesome, isn't he? And then lo and behold, he was. And he had a rocky start to his season. We could, I mean, J Dub is a part of this season. We could discuss this as a point, but he had a rocky start, got elbowed in game one. Got KO'd by Jaden McDaniels. The KO'd. only we started this season. With a Minnesota Timberwolf KOing a Thunder player, we ended the season with a Minnesota Timberwolf KOing a player. Yeah. Timberwolves can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. They absolutely can. Um, and yeah, uh, our friend Carrie Cicero is apparently a big shit talker, according to the players, from that from the uh, anonymous athletic poll. Yes. Um, I would bet a lot of money that that whoever voted for J-Dub is on the Thunder. Yeah, I think so too, which is hilarious. One moment that that just kind of popped in my head. Do you remember the night at home where uh, Eugene Omarui had like 25 points against the Toronto Raptors? 
Yeah, that was wild. That was wild. Well, what a game. Eugene. Forgot about him. Cannot forget about Eugene at Detroit Piston. Um, we are nearing the end of most of our comments, I believe. We have uh, Hayden Peterson, who I think is with us in the chat here, posted a picture of Josh Too Smalling Nick Claxton. Oh, my Forgot God. Forgot about that. <laughs> Josh freaking giddy. I love that man. Yes. Um, another one I will bring up is Lou Dort locking up Kawhi on the final possession of a Clippers game. Uh, I haven't um, been that before the playing game, I had not mm-hmm. been that fired up about a Thunder basketball game in probably two and a half years. Yeah, that was on March 21st. When Lou clamped him, mm-hmm. that was at midnight. Nick and I had the post game. Yeah. And at like 12.15 a.m., my wife has to give up, get up earlier for work than me. Mm-hmm. So my wife's in bed, the dogs are in bed, the neighborhood's asleep, and I'm walking around the house like obnoxiously just yelling, Let's effing go. Let's yeah. effing go. Yeah. It was it was awesome. Yeah, they just continued to show that they can compete with the best with the best. And that was that was fantastic. We gave we gave Lou Dort a lot of I don't know if grief is the right word, but he gets a lot of flack. And but he has his moments. Very competitive yeah. guy, steps up, steps up for he sure. He gave him a lot of criticism. Shout out to him in his exit interview. He owned up to that. He did. Said he's inefficient, he needs to get better. I appreciate that, Lou. Yeah, change this. He said he was going to change the shot selection, which is huge. Um, I guess to we can wrap up the favorite moments a bit by just shouting out the playing against the Pelicans. Oh, incredible! Incredible game. Uh, stepped up in every possible way. Josh Giddy, who has been a little has been underrated this season, I think, with the emergence of J Dub, uh, was like maybe the best player on the court that night. Josh was freaking awesome. Was awesome. People people slept on Josh's jump from year one to year two. Massive jump, and he's twenty years old. He was awesome. He he's got another one in him. I mean, yeah. he's he's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. J Dub mentioned in his uh, ex interview about like kind of playing out of position, but the team talking to him about that, him being receptive, and yada yada yada, and how he's not really a power forward. Josh could be. He absolutely. I've what totally if Josh agree. adds ten pounds this offseason? He bulked up so much between year one and two. I think right now he's that. at like how much? I gotta look up how much he weighs. I think Basketball Reference has fairly updated numbers. Maybe mm-hmm. Basketball Reference has him at six eight two ten. What if he comes back at six eight two twenty? That'd be sick. That's that's power forward. I think size. he has the frame for it. That is power forward sized. He has the frame for it, and that is his play style. His play style, I think, would accommodate a larger. Build, I agree. You know? He likes to play physical. I love it. He does. Hence the too small to make action. That's great. Uh, if you guys have any more while you're listening to the pod, please make sure. To hit us up on any social media channels, your favorite Thunder moments from this season. I think we hit most of them, mm-hmm. but we'd love to hear what you guys enjoyed from this season. Maybe it's a favorite uncontested moment from this season. I think I know we had some fun ones. We did. Uh, Silva, let's take a break. And then on the other side, let's talk a little bit of playoff basketball before we get out of here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, we are back from that break. Silva, last Sunday, we didn't get to talk much about the playoffs. Wanted to touch on them a little bit here. Um, let's just go through all eight series um, and spend like 30 seconds on each. Sweet. You want Zach, the sounder? Zach Lowe likes to do eight for eight. We're uh-huh. doing like eight for point thirty. Yeah, run the sounder. All right, here we go. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> Thirty seconds each series. Golden State, Sacramento. It's two um, heading to the bay. See you later, Draymond Green. I do not feel bad for you. Oh no, the repercussions of my own actions. Exactly. I, I tweeted: play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Everyone wants to make excuses and blame it on the league. How about we just hold a thirty-three-year-old man responsible for his actions? Yeah, um, I love their GM's response, which was: every time he messes up, we hope he learns from it. It's like, That's bro, right. this isn't a nine-year-old. He's this a, is a grown man. A grown man with gray in his beard. He, he dug his own grave. Um, do not feel bad. Should Sabonis have grabbed his ankle? No. Um, it's not as egregious as stomping on his chest and then stomping on it again to use it as a launching pad to jump. Um, ridiculous. And then talking to the crowd. But our time's almost up. Shout out to the Kings. They have been playing fantastic basketball. Light the beam. Kings and five, baby. Wow. Denver, Minnesota, currently 1-0 Denver, and Denver is winning right now as we record with five minutes left in the second quarter uh, by a 21-point margin, 32-53. to 53. Uh-oh. Uh, Minnesota, look in the mirror. You're getting swept, baby. They are getting swept. Call the Nuggets the veterinarians because they're about to euthanize <laughs> some wolves. Am I allowed to I say that? I don't know is, if you can is say P- that. Is PETA going to come after me here? <laughs> Am I going to get canceled by PETA? My preference is to be taxidermied when I die. <laughs> no. You know what sounder you got to play for the wolves? They're like dogs. What the dog doing? <laughs> Losing. That's what it's doing. <laughs> Lakers versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Grizzlies tied up the series 1-1 tonight without John Morant in the lineup. Uh both teams annoy me personally, and I just—I kind of uh, like if they could both lose. Just hope they have fun, I guess. <laughs> Who do you think is going to win? Um, it's really tough. I think it's going to go seven, and I think the Lakers really? are going to win ultimately. I got, I got Memphis in six. Fair, Job um, might come back next game. And Lakers had a great game one. Uh, Memphis beats them without their best player in game two. Jaw comes back this weekend. I I think they split in LA. They get the one in Memphis. They go back to LA for a closeout game and win it. Uh, last Western Conference game or Western Conference series. I'm sorry, Clippers Phoenix, which is tied up one one after last night. Russell Westbrook, very inefficient game one, but just made a ton of winning plays. Mm-hmm. Pretty efficient game two. Had a really good night. Um. But the Suns woke up in the second half of game two 
uh, really started to put some stuff together. Devin Booker just cooking guys. Suns are very lucky that Paul George is not healthy. Agreed. They're Kawhi's not. They're not, awesome. they're not gelling yet. Agreed. Who who ends up winning it? Suns in six. I could see Suns in six or seven. It's gonna be hard fought. Yeah. Um. It's a good one though. It's a good one. The Suns need their their uh, role players to step up. I thought Chris Paul played a good game the other night, though. Mm-hmm. Let's head out east. A game that is going on right now, I believe. Or has yes. it already ended? Going on right now. Uh, it ends in four minutes. Uh, Milwaukee is going to tie the series up 1-1. They're currently up 127-108. Without Giannis. Without Giannis. Uh, so they will tie the series up. Thoughts on that one? Um, I think this might be a... Uh, is it called a... Is it a gentleman's? Is a gentleman's sweep when you go three one one? Um, I think a gentleman's sweep is just whenever you let the other team get one one. Okay, I okay. I thought if the Heat win game one and then the Bucks sweep, that is called a douchebag sweep. <laughs> I think you're right, um, and I think that's what's going to happen. Yes, hundred percent. Especially with Ty- Tyler Hero with a broken hand. Yes, Heat's roster not good. Bucks roster very good. Yes, uh, Boston Atlanta. 2-0 Boston heading back to Atlanta. Uh, and just doesn't stand a chance, do they? No, and my anti Trey Young agenda is thriving like I never thought it would. And they let can, me just are they end. gonna like actually look to trade him? I mean, they've already pulled the trigger. They did. They that was they, their mistake. Is no assets up. left. No. DeJounte Murray was the last thing they could do. Yeah. Do they try to yeah. trade some of their younger promising guys for um, veteran help like is DeAndre if they decide to keep Trey is DeAndre Hunter available this summer Silva is our boy Onyeka Okongwu come on out buddy available this summer Hawks are in a terrible spot Um, people can debate on whether or not they should have pushed their chips in after they made that Eastern Conference Finals I think the Cardinal sin was building a team around Trey Young who is a, like a bottom five defender and, and not a guy that helps his teammates be better I'll also answer Carrie's question from our chat I would like to see Boston win the finals. I want I want the Kings to win it. <laughs> That'd be insane. two more uh, Eastern Conference series. Silva, uh, Philly, Brooklyn. Uh, Philly is up 2-0 in that series. Yeah, James Harden looked great in Game One. James Harden looked uh, real bad in Game Two. So yeah, but Tyrese Maxey stepped up. Yep. Um, Joel Embiid just does Embiid stuff. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn's interesting with all the wings. Um, if they have like a really efficient offensive night one night, I think they can get one. Otherwise, I think it's going to be a sweep. I'm with you. Brown is going to be insane for Philly. Then we get Philly-Boston, and that's going to be an awesome Nuts. series. Yep. It's going to be a lot of fun. That might be like the best round two series of all of the round two series. Yeah. I don't know. A, a Phoenix-Denver rematch. Can we get Suns and four guy? Like on every national podcast. Get him back. That's funny. Last one, which might be the funnest first round series. I don't know. Sacramento Golden State's been a been a blast. It's but awesome. Cleveland, New York. One one after Cleveland won game number two. Yeah. Um, I think game one, Cleveland, Cleveland, very young team. I think people kind of forget that at times. They would show their youth a bit uh, from their role players. Um, game two, Darius Garland like was just totally unconscious and they rebounded like I thought they would. I don't know. This is going to be a long, grueling series. Josh Seven Hart is awesome. Yeah, Josh, Seven for me in this one. Yeah, Brunson, Josh Hart, just a perfect Tom Thibodeau team on the other side. Bit of a different direction, but same scenario from Atlanta. Cleveland, no assets left. Nope. They've unloaded everything. There's nothing left. Like This is the team. But I do nope. feel much better about them than I do the They're Hawks. trending up, whereas the Hawks are trending down, for sure. Yeah. So going in two different directions, but in the same asset situation, which mm-hmm. is they got nothing. They're not playing a Coro, who was like a high draft pick for them. Top. Then you, then you look at the Thunder trending up every asset in the world. We don't know when we're going to stop trending up, Jacob. Hey. We can still be trending up in eight years. That's I'm a long it. time. I'm into it. All right, let's get out of here, Silva. Thank you guys so much for hopping on. If you're in Oklahoma, hope you and your home and your belongings are okay after these gnarly storms. 
We know how it is, though. It's storm season. Thank you guys for hopping in the chat tonight. We really appreciate that. Make sure, after you listen to this, to go hit us up on any social media channel. Tell us what your favorite Thunder moment of the year was. Tell us what your favorite uncontested moment of the year was. We'd love to hear those. We will repost all of them for you. Make sure to sub to the YouTube channel. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from. Again, off-season content from us. We are live every Sunday and Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Central Time. Pod goes up in the feed immediately afterwards. Unless there's something special like draft lottery night or draft night or trades or free agency. And of course, Summer League. We'll be back with you guys this coming Sunday at 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, I believe this Sunday, Silva, we are revisiting our bets from the preseason. It's going to be fun to revisit those, talk about them a little bit, and uh, start to pay some of those off as the offseason progresses. So we'll see you guys Sunday night. Make plans. Join us. Until then, and as always, Thunder Up! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.